Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead, lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer back again this week. And if you haven't noticed, my audio quality is slightly better because I am recording in my very expensive microphone. Unlike last week when somebody forgot to plug their microphone in and didn't realize until he edited the audio at the end. But I am here with Ryan Gilbert, like always. How are you doing today, Ryan? I am doing fantastic. You know who else is doing fantastic? What did I tell you? Trey Turner Redemption yes. Tour. It, it's in full swing. He already has five RBIs in August, five RBIs this weekend, including a go-ahead three-run home run in the sixth inning, Saturday's game. Uh, do you know how many RBIs Trey Turner had in July? Let me let me get the uh, games and at-bats. He had 24 games, 101 okay. at-bats. How many RBIs do you think he had? I want to say like three. I don't really know. Ten. Oh, no. Three was a good guess. He had five. He matched that oh. this weekend against the Royals. So, Good weekend for, for the Phillies. They didn't sweep them. Got the series win. But yeah, rep, repping the uh, first place Orioles now t- t- tonight with my uh, O's hat on here. First place AL East with the Phillies rained out. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Man, all all Trey Turner needed was a little bit of, you know, just some love. sweet encouragement. Just, just some brotherly needed, love, you know? Yeah, just a little pat on the back, a little, and, we and paid you $300 million. You could do this. You know, but, you I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to step, step out, of my, out, of my, out of place here, but I don't think it got the coverage that Philly fans booing people d- does at all. I know it got coverage a lot in Philadelphia, but I don't think it got any national coverage that, that I saw at least. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really talked about out here at all. Um, <laughs> it should have gotten it, I guess. I still think it was a little weird. I mean, it, it was like- no, it was very weird. <laughs> it was very weird. It was like, okay, we're trading this player making three hundred million dollars. Like a little leaguer who's trying his best, but but is not competing. Like to that point, I see that. But also, yeah, this guy's gonna be here. He's trying his best. He he admit admit his mistakes. He's like, I fucked up. It's rock bottom. We lost because of us. You know what? You admit your mistakes. We're gonna we're gonna cheer you on. If you're gonna be a little coward like Ben Simmons, just run you out of town. Yeah, he you know he just he needed a little bit of love. It it it's a little weird. Mariners fans would never. We are. I don't think Mariners fans get the coverage that Phillies fans do. We are fucking ruthless. All right. I shouldn't even say me because I'm not. I'm one of the like the more like look on the bright side type of Mariner fans. But God, if you go 0 for 4 in one game out here, just fucking cut them. Like that's (laughs) that's how it goes every time. Just get him out of here. He stinks. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I talked about the Phillies, but how about those Mariners going out and just mopping the Angels four game set? Back in playoff contention, what are the uh, what are the vibes in, in Seattle right now? The vibes are high right now, uh, very high right now. Uh, pitching has been on point. Bryce Miller yesterday, five innings pitched, ten strikeouts. Did a good job working out of 
I think he threw like 29 pitches or 28 pitches in the first inning yesterday. Still came and struck out 10 batters, which is what we needed him to do. The bullpen's a little thin just because they have been a bit overworked. But, man, the offense is really starting to click, which I always love to see the offense clicking. I hear the new guys haven't really hit much, but Cade Marlowe's a beast. Yeah, I mean, me and you talked about Cade Marlowe right when he first got called up. I put him on my waiver wire thing. You talked and about him. I didn't. I didn't say shit about him. I didn't know who this guy was. <laughs> a long time, uh, a long time ago. So our throwback listeners might remember the episode I did with Mike Curlin from the Athletic in like beginning of January. We talked about Cade Marlowe and how he would have fantasy value this year. I need to go pull a clip from that at some point or something. I was thinking about that today, and I didn't even know he was a Savannah banana for a while. I saw that. that that's amazing. Wild. Yeah, like the, like the, the picture there, I saw that. Also, also uh, Munoz striking out Otani, I think, twice, right, in that series. At least mm-hmm. Brash got a save, too. So, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Otani's. Uh, there was a tweet like, oh, Otani's the, the MVP of every game he plays in. No, not this series. You know, he hit <laughs> nope. that. Did did Marlo have that grand slam? Or, yep. Yeah, it was that Marlo. was Marlo. Yeah. Otani had tears in the freaking dugout <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> But the Mariners made it a point. So a big thing that the Mariners do is they call it uh, CTZ, control the zone. They like the hitters to control the zone, and they like the pitchers to control the zone. Um, and they're not afraid of anybody, which is their downfall sometimes. Uh, but on the pitching side of things, they made it a point that they were going to come after Otani in this series. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna be scared of him. They're not gonna shy away from pitching him to him. That's why Matt Brash is just hucking him fucking hundred mile an hour fastballs up in the zone. Like come and get it. And Sacido yesterday, just electric, getting that. I think he got the save yesterday, just fucking electric, coming out of the pin, fired up, getting the final out. The Mariners are rolling right now, and there's a lot of excitement there. But again, like I mentioned, Mariners fans can be brutal. Like Teoscar Hernandez is the prime example. Everybody hates him. He had a bomb at-bat. yesterday. He was on my bench. Yeah. Everybody yeah. hates him every at bat, and then he hits a home run, and it's like, Hell yeah, Teoscar Hernandez is so good. And then he strikes that next at bat, and everybody's like, "I fucking hate watching him." Same, same thing Mariners. as same thing as Schwarber. It's like, oh, he 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 hits, he's hit thirty bonds, but he's hitting like one seventy five. So like, it's that's just <laughs> that, that's just that's what it is. That's what it is. I watched the Phillies game yesterday. I watched Schwarber hit that uh, nice, dinger, huh? was, and I watched that uh, the play the Royals made the that little double play or whatever. No, the where the second baseman dove and the flipped it to the shortstop to throw the dude out at first base. That was. I was folding laundry and I had to stop for a minute and go, oh, well, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, that control the zone, just go way off topic for a bit here. Control the zone reminded me of that, 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 that's the strategy you should employ in MLB the show. We, we, yeah. we called the show baseball money's fakes. So we can talk about things that aren't fans of baseball, but here, here's what I do. Sometimes I never, I never swing until I get two strikes because, because people, people make a try to chase. You control the zone. Win every pitch, win every at bat, and you'll you'll win you'll win some games for video game baseball and real life baseball and fantasy baseball. Take it take a day at a time, grind it out. I give myself that pep talk before I load into every ranked seasons game, and I still swing at the first slider in the dirt out of the zone every time. <laughs> All right, let, let's get into, into some fantasy baseball talk here before before we have to get to the, to the first ad break. Um, I guess the story of the weekend has kind of been this, this Davis Schneider guy for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's what nine for nine for thirteen or something, two home runs, like one of the first first players ever, first player in quite some time to to do that. Um, is he somebody that you yeah you picked up at all, or do you think this is just this is just okay? Great start to his career. This is all downhill from here. 
Um, I think it could honestly be not to compare a hitter to a pitcher, but kind of Bryce Miller esque. Like he has this kind of historic start to his rookie year, kind of comes out of nowhere for a lot of people. And he obviously doesn't keep up that pace for the rest of the year, but he settles in as like a reliable you're, you're, you're fantasy. Bryce Miller way too short. Now, if you look at Bryce Miller's game log, he he has games like yesterday where he went five innings and ten strikeouts, and then he'll have games where he mm-hmm. gives up like three or four home runs and seven earned runs. So, so Schneider is a career two fifty three hitter in the minors. So I, I don't I think Bryce Miller is better than that. But Schneider this year in 87 AAA games, he hit 21 dingers and nine stolen bases. He had an 18% walk rate, which is crazy. He had an yeah. 18% walk rate last year in 17 games hit also. 275 of 969 OPS, AAA. Yeah, that makes sense while they, while they gave him the shot. Yeah, and from what I've seen, he elevates the ball really well, which plays well in Toronto. And he plays second base, which we talked about it last episode when we mm-hmm. were talking about Giloff. Such a premier position because there's so few like actual good, like really good fantasy players there. So it does make him slightly more valuable. Now, I don't think he's going to uh, continue this nine hits, two home runs in his first four games or whatever pace. That's probably not going to happen. Probably he does. He does have real power. So like I, the power's there. The extra base hits are going to come. I think he tails off probably back to about that two fifty mark, but yeah, I, I think he you just found a power hitting second baseman widely available in the fantasy leagues, and it should be something that a lot of people key in on. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly where he's been playing for the Blue Jays, or if he's going to. I think he's been playing second base with, um, let's see, Paul DeYoung's playing shortstop. I guess I guess they really had no second baseman for for the most of the season. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess Schneider. He hit third on, on Sunday. He's hitting a leadoff tonight in Cleveland. I mean, it's <laughs> Davis Schneider mania there in Toronto, apparently. As it should be, because with Bachette going down, they really needed somebody to be able to step up and kind of make up for his bat. Now, granted, he's not going to make up for Bo Bichette's bat, but he <laughs> is make giving up an, and then some. Yeah, he, he's given you more production than kind of a black hole replacement player would give you in that spot. So, yeah, I think he is fantasy relevant in 12 teams or bigger. In the 10-team league, I'd probably hold off because, I, again, I do think he yeah. cools down quite a bit. But 12-team or bigger, there's definitely a spot for Schneider. Yeah, I mean, you said he he elevates the ball. That's something I like to say. And you can elevate your SGP game with the Sports Gunner Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes info and stories from SGPN. There's even this Discord channel just for patrons, sg.pn slash Discord. Check out the uh, MLB channel as well and the Hockey Channel. If you're into that, Hockey Channel is the best channel there. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Somebody else that I want to cover. Uh, he was on my list last week for the waiver wire. This week, I apologize to the people that read my content. I was very busy this weekend and did not get my waiver wire article out. I apologize, but I got names for you guys. One is Mike Talkman. He was my number one player to pick up before last week. Outfield for the Chicago Cubs. And wouldn't you know it, the dude had one hell of a week. 
in those games last week, he hit 381 with three doubles, a home run, drove in six, scored eight, and stole two bases, walking 12% of the time, only struck out 16% of the time, hits leadoff for the Cubs very regularly, and they score a lot of runs lately. He's still not very high on the roster ship rate in a lot of formats and a lot of leagues, and he should be higher because, again, we preach this all the time. You don't find leadoff guys on the waiver wire very often, especially ones that are being productive in overly productive lineups. Talkman should be rostered. At the very least, he's better than your worst bench player. But, I mean, in our SGP and Dynasty League last week, I started him. I told you guys to pick him up in my waiver wire article. I started him in the Dynasty League, and it went really, really well. Uh, that low strikeout rate, high walk rate, plays very well in a points league also. So you can key in on that. And I do like that he has, he doesn't have a ton of home run power. He has good doubles power and the speed to steal. Like last week, he stole two bases. He has the speed to steal two or three bases a week. And he's going to keep getting on base, even though he's not so great against lefties, much better against righties. But the reality of Major League Baseball is you play against a lot more righties than lefties. So he's going to start more often than he's not. And the Cubs have a pretty favorable line or like uh, schedule this week. So. Mm-hmm. I think he's somebody a lot of people should be keying in on. Yeah, he's the talk of the town, man. That's uh, the, the Cubs. <laughs> the Cubs are just are just red hot right now. Took two or three from the Braves, and they won like eight in a row before that or something. It's like, are the Cubs going to keep this up though? I think I think that's the whole thing. Like Bellinger is batting three twenty six. He's one of like the the leading averages in the league. Swanson hit a home run over the weekend. Ian Happ's been hot. Nico Horner, Christopher Morale have been great. Talkman's now now great. Like the Cubs, like have this magic. Uh, I don't know if you, if you want to believe in it or not. Um, uh, depends what you want to do there. But yeah, Talkman, he's up to thirty five percent rostered in Yahoo leagues, which I think is probably about where he should be. Maybe a little bit more, just because he doesn't have necessarily the track record. But another multi hit game on, on Sunday. He's going to keep hit, hitting leadoff. As you said, he has a series against the Mets, series against Toronto this week. So, yeah, he's he's uh, he's probably a good, pretty good outfield depth bat for uh, for this week. Uh, and another outfield guy. I do try and mix up positions sometimes. I'm not always able to do that. But Matt Walner for the Minnesota Twins is putting together a pretty damn good year this year, too. In 30 games, he has four doubles, seven home runs. Scored 16, driven in 16, and he's hitting 268. He has really good power. Uh, so far this year, he has an 18.5% barrel rate, which you know we love a good barrel rate around here, and that is very high. If somebody's getting you a double-digit barrel rate, like 10%, that you're like you key in on that. Like That's a very good barrel rate. So to be at 18.5% is nuts. 91-mile-an-hour average exit velocity and a 50% hard hit rate, and he's actually underperforming his expected stats which is crazy. Uh, he, he's hitting 268. His expected batting average is 271. Slugging 573. Expected slugging is 611. His XWOBA is 423. He has been very, very productive. And he's hitting regularly in that Twins lineup, even though we don't really like the Twins much around here. Uh, they're a pretty underperforming team offensively. But Walner has kind of been... Uh, a light in that that lineup. He has legitimate good power and he's not going to hit for a shitty average, which that seems to be what Minnesota is good at. They get these guys that have power and then can't hit 
for average. Uh, Max Kepler, Kirloff, Joey Gallo, Carlos Correa. None of them really hit for a very good average, but they have good power. Walner has finally been able to be the guy that can do a little bit of both. And again, very under-owned or under-rostered. I, mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word owned because it sounds weird. Very under-rostered in a lot of leagues. So key in on Walner. Again, 12-team or deeper or like a five-outfield league, Walner has some very good usage for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm looking at, at Walner right now. He's one of the most picked-up players on Yahoo today. He's up 5% to, to 9% rostered in Yahoo formats. And I, I think he's he's a power hitter that can hit for average. He's a career in the minors, 274. This year, AAA hit 291 with 11 home runs in, in 67 games. Last year, 277 with 27 home runs in in uh, 128 games across double a AA and triple a the Warner was not on my radar whatsoever and you know what he might he might still not be in my in my 12 team leagues i don't have any really deeper leagues so mm-hmm. but yeah if you need outfield help if you want like a like a nice nice little little little, little punch there it, it does suck that he's a lefty and he is being benched tonight against a uh, southpaw but in Detroit, also this week is not not the best hitters ballpark, I believe. So you know what, but he he's been hitting the ball well. So yeah, I think Walner is definitely a good guy to target there in, in twelve team or deeper deeper leagues. Uh, another good guy to target. I'm just flying right through these right now. Uh, Bryce Terang. He's somebody that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. in the year when Milwaukee called up a bunch of guys, kind of all at the same time. Uh, and Terang, he was. He was hot right out of the gate, and then he struggled, and then I think he got sent down for a couple weeks and came back. Uh, but since then, we'll just take this last week, for example. He hit 421 last week he, he with a dinger, five runs scored, five RBI, and he stole a couple bases, and he didn't strike out a single time this last week, which is huge. Again, especially in points leagues, not a single strikeout. Strikeouts are negatives. We don't like negatives. He's not a, a big power guy. I think he has five home runs on the year, two home runs in his last 50 at bats. So not great, uh, but the speed is there. He has legitimate, like I think he's 93rd percentile, 94th percentile for sprint speed. And Milwaukee is, is giving their guys the green light. Him, Joey Weimer, all those guys. If you got speed and you get on base, feel free. Uh, Terang's going to continue to hit in that lineup. Even though I think he's sitting towards the bottom of the lineup, which isn't great. Yeah, he's been batting eighth lately. But again, he's a second baseman. He has second base and shortstop eligibility. It's a good posi- good uh, position to f- try and find some added value heading into the fantasy playoffs. I think we have five weeks. I think it's kind of the general consensus of how long until the fantasy baseball playoffs start. So if you can get a guy like Bryce Terang that down the stretch can give you speed on base ability score some runs you should key in on that yeah i'm i'm not necessarily buying into in their bryce terang as much as you're obviously he he is kind of just a, a target for deeper leagues i think he's rostered in like nine percent of yahoo leagues I, I i saw there he's hitting a lot a lot better recently but looking at his as a baseball savant page it's a lot of blue uh his expected woba is Definitely going up recently over the past, you know, twenty-five plate play appearances or so, and maybe that maybe he found something with his swing. Maybe he's got something. He has the speed, so if you don't do want stolen bases, maybe he's a got a target for the playoffs. Uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago. You know, loading up your roster, seeing what you need for the playoffs. He can be someone you look at there, and yeah, ha- having second base and shortstop definitely helps. You know, you can 
be a util slot in middle infield, but primarily looking at him in uh, 15 team leagues or, or, or deeper. If like you have a Boba Shed injury or a second base injury, mm-hmm. uh, maybe to look at him for a replacement. Um, Gary Sanchez, he kind of laughed in my face with another home run uh, on <laughs> uh, on Sunday night. He's not in the lineup today as the Padres are losing to the Dodgers, but uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, I'm assuming you're still in on him. Yeah, even more now. I think I saw today that he's if you like took just from the time he got to the Padres and extrapolated that out to use one of your words, he's on a 43 home run pace for a season, which is nuts for a catcher. That's 20, what, 2021, 15 home runs in 53 games with San Diego. So multiply that by three, 45 home runs. It's crazy. High, high, high barrel rate, uh, 14.8%, pretty much 15%. Again, he's another guy. He's underperforming his expected batting average by only like 10 points. But still, it's weird to see these guys that are putting out these big numbers and you're like, oh, shit, he's underperforming. But yeah, I think there's value there. Uh, Right now, he's giving me 2021 uh, Salvi vibes. Just out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. just come out and do nothing but just mash dingers all the time. I am very surprised, though, because Petco Park sucks for hitters. And so for him to go there of all places and all of a sudden get back to his home run hitting self kind of caught me by surprise, but it seems legitimate. And yeah, I, I like him in, honestly, I like him in all leagues, like 10 team, 12 team, 50, everything. I, I like him everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's been really good uh, to fix my no catcher. I was going with, I was looking at, I, I uh, offered, Masataka Yoshida for a few different catchers around the league offered it for Adley offered it for Will Smith and and they ended up uh, biting on that so you know maybe I'm selling low on Yoshida but my other outfielders are Judge uh, Stanton Eloy Tatis Schwarber and Lars so I figured I I can take the hit of Yoshida to get a uh, get a catcher there in there that I'm going to start every day Will Smith is probably one of the most consistent catchers in baseball Yep. even though he's uh, he's kind of on the lower side of things. But yeah, Gary Sanchez, if, if you don't have the, the trade capital or, or whatever, I think he's a fantastic pickup if he's still available in your leagues. And also would be fantastic to go to Parlay Play. We are brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props. Football season right around the corner, and Parlay Play will have your all your favorite props. It's available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. So head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. I also want to clarify on that Yoshida trade. Um, I do have some futures on Yoshida to win the Rookie of the Year. Which Gunner is looking like he's running away with, so it's kind of a hedge there, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of like, okay, if he goes off, I'm going to win my bet, and I think Will Smith is fine anyway. So just, just to clarify there for you, uh, catfish there in the chat. Uh, and one, uh, it's just reminding me, one catcher that I want to throw out there that people should be targeting uh, in waiver wires as well is Freddie Furman for Kansas City. Salvi went down. I think Furman's going to start at catcher for the rest of the year. Uh, and if you yeah. go back to from July eighth until now so just two days shy of a month he's hitting 386 with nine extra base hits 13 runs scored and nine rbis he has uh multi-hit games in his last four 
and another five games in that stretch. He has a WRC plus of 192 in that time frame. The Royals, again, aren't the most exciting. They're not the most exciting team in the world, not the most exciting lineup in the world. Uh, but Furman is getting consistent at bats. He's hitting fifth and sixth, but leaning more towards fifth pretty consistently. Uh, and he's he's putting the bat on the ball. He just had uh, two home runs on the fifth uh, and another home run back on the 30th. Driving in plenty of runs, scoring runs. He's doing everything that you want out of a catcher. Um, I know they also have MJ Melendez, but he's pretty strictly an outfielder now. Yeah. So Furman mm-hmm. seems to be in the driver's seat for that catcher spot for the rest of the year. Yeah, I did not realize Freddie Furman was a catcher. He has a four-game multi-hit streak, two for four, four straight games, two home runs on on Saturday there. Yeah, I think Furman is definitely being overlooked in a lot of leagues. He's only 13% rostered. Um, looking back at his minor league numbers here, if this, if this would load for me, uh, this year he hit 304, only five home runs in 14 games. Uh, yeah, he's been, I guess he's been in the majors most of the year or was hurt a little bit, but yeah, in, in the majors now he's up to eight home runs and almost 50 games. That's on pace for 24, 25 home runs in a full season, hitting, hitting 300 OPS close to nine. So yeah, Freddie Furman seems like a, a, a pretty good pickup if, if you guys need a catcher and Sanchez is maybe even over Sanchez right now. I think possibly his yeah. ceiling could be higher. Yeah, especially depending on league tap, like points leagues, I'm definitely leaning towards Furman. Uh, in a category league, if you need dingers really bad, probably Sanchez. But if you don't need dingers really bad, I might even lead Furman there too. Because in that last month, he has a 15.5% barrel rate and a 51% hard hit rate. So he's making good contact. He's making quality contact. He doesn't walk a lot. He's only walking like 5% of the time. Not great. But he's only striking out 21% of the time. So makes up for it there. Furman is a sneaky good pickup that I haven't heard really anybody talking mm-hmm. about or even writing about. So Furman is somebody that you guys should, if you need a catcher, if you need a util bat, if you need something, uh, go snag go snag Furman. Yeah, Furman definitely could pick up. Looking, looking down who's being added recently here. Uh, Jake Bowers is apparently batting leadoff now for, for the New York Yankees. Uh, he homered on Friday and Saturday against Houston, went 0 for 4 on Sunday. Um, had two home runs uh, the, the week before that, 31st and 30th, had, had a home run each game. You think he's somebody that you know could be of value with first base and outfield eligibility rest of the season? Rostin 5% of Yahoo League, so he should be available in almost every league. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I really, I really don't like Jake Bowers, so I, I don't like think I could he's recommend. He's like Mike him. Ford. He's like remember Mike Jacobs like years ago. Oh, yeah, like, I just Luke I, Boyd, I, he's, it's... I like that he's hitting leadoff. So I guess there's if I had to say something good about him, he's hitting leadoff just like we talked with Talkman. Like he's hitting leadoff, which is a big help. But Bowers isn't that good and he's I didn't realize he, he played in Seattle last year I did not realize that so that's why that's why you don't like him you know what uh he's so insignificant that I didn't realize he played in Seattle last two year two home either. runs in 72 games he played 72 games for us last year I feel like yeah, I should have known wild. that that's two more home runs than Steven Steven Sousa Jr. hit 
Uh, friend of the podcast there. Friend of the podcast. We got to get him back on the podcast. I was going through some of my old baseball cards and I saw a a Bowman Chrome of like Steven Souza from like 05, 06. I I, I, I had a good one. I have a Bumgarner from them too. So hopefully that's worth something. It's not autoed or anything, but hopefully it's something. I think the first Bowmans are are pretty good. Speaking of freaking, I got one of these in a break the other day, not to show my cards off like I always do. Uh, it is uh, Sedane Raffaella for oh, Raffaella. He's gonna yeah, Boston. The next move, the next dude. He's best. killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that in a break and was just like, oh, that's cool. And then lately, he's hitting like four hundred in AAA over the last couple weeks. So, like that one a lot. Um, but not to put you on the spot. Uh, oh, one person. Sorry, uh, scatterbrain. Uh, one person I want to cover. Yuri Perez is coming back today. Yes, uh, so back. if you're listening to this, that means he came back yesterday. He got sent down to manage his innings, even though he was playing out of his absolute goddamn mind when he was up. He is now back. And from what I have read, it looks like the Marlins plan to have him make 10 more starts, 10 ish mm-hmm. more starts between now and the end of the year. So he's back to full Yuri Perez value right now. 10 starts is going to take you to the fantasy playoffs and probably into the fantasy playoffs a little bit. He, he may get shut down or move to a relief role once you really get into the playoffs. But if you have him, ride him out for that playoff push. Uh, there, I think there's one week left about in if, until the trade deadline. So for fantasy baseball and like your standard league. So uh, if you really need that help for the playoff push, I think Yuri Perez is somebody that you could make a move for. If you have him, start him. He's really 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 good his numbers were not a fluke mm-hmm. before yeah. he got sent down he has electric stuff he has that power change up that they seem to be teaching those uh, marlins pitchers out there and he has freaking mastered that thing and he t- i think he hits like 98 with his fastball so yuri Perez is back i'm hoping he has an excellent game today i have him in every league so he's one of the guys that i'm kind of hoping to do well but uh he should do very well it's two start week for him yeah um. Yeah. Some injury updates here. Injury. Uh. Josh Young in the AL AL Rookie mm. of the Year race. He has a broken thumb. I haven't seen an exact timeline for that, but I imagine he'll be out for at least four to six weeks, if not more. It seems like that could possibly yeah. end his season. Uh, just looking at some of the third baseman available in, in my my league. Uh, Jake Berger. Jake Berger's not really doing too well there down there in Miami. Brandon Drury, I just dropped. He's rostered in 68% of leagues. He's probably a, a solid pickup. He's batting third tonight for the Angels. Bad third, bad third, third wow. last night as well. Um, Perdomo could be out there as well. Ty France, mm-hmm. Patrick Wisdom, Renhifo. Any of those guys catch your eye if you need a uh, third baseman? I guess Renhifo. We talked about yeah, him Ren, yeah. last show. Second base, third base, shortstop, outfield eligibility. Three-game hit streak, four for 11. So, yeah, he, he's batting the top that angels lineup we, we, this is just a leadoff hitter show apparently <laughs> it is we we're keying in on them uh i think ty france as well that might be my mariners homer coming out of me a little bit but uh he's picked it up as of late he just hit a three-run home run the other day mm-hmm. so he's not the power hitting ty france that he was previously but uh ty france has always been a guy that excels at batting with runners on base and runners in scoring position but for whatever reason this year he struggled as of late, he's getting back to it, though. He's the clutch Ty France that Mariners fans knew and loved. And if that's the case, he was a, a dra- not even a rosterable player coming into the year. He was a draftable player coming into this year. So if he's available, uh, I, I think that's a good fill-in for Josh Young. 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of injuries, uh, Jazz Chisholm left the game <laughs> on what Saturday after a uh, stolen base attempt, but MRI came back clean today on Monday. Uh, no structural damage. He's out of lineup tonight, but day to day, hopefully he can have some improvement and, and play this week. That, that that's just he just seems injury prone. I don't I don't know mm-hmm. if it's I don't I don't know what it is. It, it, it sucks though because he. He could be one of the, he is one of the most exciting players in baseball when he's healthy. It's just staying healthy is is the key the key part there. That's the hard part. Uh, yeah. Same thing, Eloy. Did you see that uh, with yeah. that fight oh, the other day? How, he how, hurt we not, how have we not talked about the fight at all? It was it was the, it was just, that was yeah. one hell of a baseball oh. fight, man. It, it just it, seems like everyone. Tim Anderson just his rise the rise and fall of Tim Anderson is going to be a, a great documentary in in five or ten years he he was tweeting after the fact i mean here's the thing he's probably going through some shit and Mm -hmm. what he needs he needs to work through it but like don't work through it on the baseball field square up and then get knocked down just don't do that that's it yeah i think my favorite part of that was the fact that the the umpire just moved he was like no it was like he was like all right no no (laughs) go ahead and did you see so tim anderson got knocked out and was not happy about it and then i saw i was just reading earlier uh at work um yasmani grandal yes, wanted an, to leave one day to, early exclusive of uh, exclusive to uh 670 the score and odyssey station Continue. Oh, there we go uh uh yasmani grandal wanted to leave a day early or like the night before mm-hmm. they were supposed to leave before the all-star break because he wasn't in the all-star game so yeah. he wanted to leave the night before and Tim Anderson told him something along the lines of, uh, fuck him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll buy his plane ticket home. And Yasmani Grandal smacked the shit out of him just in the locker room. Just yeah. so Tim Anderson is that he's at the receiving end of some fucking licks lately. And he needs to <laughs> he needs to figure it out or just be quiet because the fact that he was going off on Twitter after the fact not a good look. Very Antonio Brown esque of him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back back on track. You got you got anything else here before for close it out? Any other players? Any other injury updates we we should we should touch on? Uh oh, Shane McClanahan is flying to L.A. Oh, so yeah. he he could he could be done. Jake Fraley on the IL. Uh, T.J. Friedel's been hot recently. If you're looking for mm-hmm. a, a red replacement, um. Oh, Munoz or Brash for us a year? I saw your I saw your poll. How did that uh, turn out? I, it's very lopsided in Munoz's favor. <laughs> I still think it should be Matt Brash. Munoz is too hittable. Like I I know that's a weird thing to say. He has like a three two ERA, which is good, but also not great for a closer. He just gave up a run the other day. Uh, I I think when I think of a a good closer, I think it's somebody that has to be electric. Like Felix Batista is electric yeah. as a closer yes. and Matt Brash is electric as a relief pitcher. And he's already proven that he can, he can save games. I still think he ends the year like from last week on with more saves than Munoz, but we'll have to see. Um, the only other injury thing that oh, let me just touch on, on, on this Mariners. I mean, from an oh, outside let's, perspective, let's it. It, it seems like Munoz is like the guy you want in the ninth to get the three outs. And then Brash is the guy you want in the highest leverage possible situation. If that happens to be the ninth inning, go for it. If it's the two outs in the seventh and he, he can go one in the third to get, to get four outs. He has the experience of being a starter and, you know, he's not going to be like, Oh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the dugout. I can't go back out there. I feel like that's, 
that's kind of the best of both worlds for you, for you guys, as long as Munoz can can keep this up. That is a great way to put it. Munoz is really this like the just go out there and get the outs real quick, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. And Brash is the Otani is up with the runner on first base in the bottom of the ninth inning, and you need somebody to go out and get him out, and he's just gonna fucking cheese him for three <laughs> pitches and get the out. Uh, Tani, oh, was the other person I wanted to touch on though, because I don't think, uh, I don't think it was news or anybody's talked about it or if anything even happened. Uh, but I watched the whole Mariner series this weekend and in back to back games, Otani fouled a ball off of his front foot in both games. And the first time he did it, uh, it obviously hurt. He had to step out of the batter's box. He could call time for an extra couple minutes. Uh, and then this last game when he did it, uh, he fouled it even harder off of his front foot and had to do the same thing. And he kind of crumpled over for a second when it happened. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to affect him this week. I haven't seen anybody talk about it. It might just be one of those things where Otani's a superhero and it doesn't really matter. But it also it seemed to hurt bad enough that if he had to sit out a game or two this week because of it, it wouldn't surprise me because fouling a baseball off of your foot sucks, especially when you hit it like 120 miles an hour. Yeah, I did not know that. That's that's a good first-hand knowledge there from watching those games. Yeah. But I, I imagine because he was taken out of his last start with, with uh, like hand cramps or whatever, mm-hmm. and yesterday morning was reported he's cleared to start Wednesday. So I feel like if that was bothering him, they would have used the hand probably as an excuse to like to bench him for that start to give him like some rest. But yeah. also he could just be like, okay, no, give me the ball. I want to make the playoffs. We've lost six games in a row or whatever. Let me get out there and win this game. Like I, I could see that too. I, I think that's what he's doing. Um, but I kind of, I hope he doesn't miss any time. I hope he does have an, uh, a solid rest of the year. Cause I want to see just how good of a year he can put together. And also mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to be buying some uh, tops, Chrome, some 2023 tops, Chrome baseball soon. Uh, and for those of you that are in the card world, you might know, and you may also may not know, but last year they did a buyback. For Topps Chrome, uh, whoever won MVP from both leagues, if you had base cards from that Topps Chrome set, you took it into your local card shop and you got $20 credit for each each base card. So like just a regular Shohei Otani card last year, wow. you got 20 bucks credit. If it was a refractor, you got 60 bucks. If it was a numbered card, it went all the way up to like 250 bucks in credit. Topps Chrome is doing the same thing this year. Uh, the same buyback program. So whoever wins the MVP for both, likely right now it's going to be Acuna and Otani. Same thing. $20 credit for just a regular old worth absolutely nothing base card of Ronald Acuna Jr. If he wins MVP, it would be worth that. Same with Otani. And I plan on saving up as many Otanis as I can. So please, Shohei. <laughs> I mean, I need you to suck enough that the Angels don't like take the Mariners' playoff spot, but do good enough to still win the MVP. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. he he's winning the MVP. Uh, he he's he could go down the rest of the season. I think he's winning the MVP unless someone has an insane month and carries their team to the playoffs. He he's got it locked up. I think he's like minus a thousand to win it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I saw one interesting thing uh, on Twitter earlier for MVP, and it made me think. It shouldn't have made me think as hard as it did, but it made me think. Sitting right now, who do you think should win? NL MVP Acuna or Freddie Freeman. And before you say that, Freddie Freeman is hitting like 340 with an OPS over one with 41 doubles, 26 home mm-hmm. runs, stole 16 bases. Do you think Acuna is still the runaway favorite to win it? Or do you think Freddie should be in the conversation? 
Yeah, I saw I saw the graphic. I think I'm gonna be tweeted out earlier today about it. Honestly, give me Freddie. I, I think you know the top three OPSs. I mean, Fre- Freeman does have bets right there because the top the top four yeah. OPSs in in the NL are Acuna one one point oh one four, Freeman one point oh one three, Olson nine seven five, and then Betts nine six six. So they both have like a sidekick there, and then it's JD Martinez and Will Smith have higher OPSs than. Austin Riley and Ozzy Albee. So that was kind of what I was going to lean towards Freeman for, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think, I think Acuna is going to bring it home. I think he, he's had kind of the, 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 the headway. And unless Freeman goes off the, the final month, I, I think it's probably the Acuna. So I'm not sure what the odds are. I'm not looking up right now, but I think Acuna's probably still a, a decent favorite. I think it could be one of those things like uh, what year was it when Vladdy hit like 43 home runs and finished second in MVP? And it was like, oh, he he would have won it any other year. Okay. Acuna, year. Acuna is minus sixteen hundred, so I, I don't think there's wow. And, and like Freeman's eight to one, Mookie Betts is then forty five to one, and Olson's fifty five to one. Like like it's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, see, when I see odds like that, I'm tempted to just you know what I like a little bit of my you know what I like Bryce Harper one hundred to one. He is going on an absolute <laughs> fucking tear. Mark my words, Bryce Harper. If you have him in your league, he's going to carry you to the to the playoffs or something. If not the championship, go trade for him right now. I got him in every league. Let's go, baby! But on that note, that fired up note. Make sure you guys do follow us on YouTube at Fake Baseball Money at TikTok if that's your thing at Fake Baseball Money. We have a Facebook page where we are. Uh, like live broadcasting this episode right now it's also live on youtube it is live on twitch at fake baseball dude we are everywhere we have an instagram fake baseball money like literally everywhere at this point uh, and if you guys could follow us that goes a long way to helping us out if you're watching on youtube if you hit that subscribe button i know it doesn't seem like much to you but that is the type of thing that goes an immeasurable distance towards helping us continue to grow and get our name out there my favorite thing to say lately, because it's true, is that we are charting all over the world. And it is because of you guys. And to help us chart in more places, all you have to do is hit that follow or like button, especially on your podcast feeds as well, at Apple or Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.